welcome to the very first filler episode of Love and Justice, a deviation from the usual Sailor Moon seriousness wherein we take a look at a filler episode of the 90s anime. This week we're discussing episode 30, Grandpa Loses Control, Ray in Danger. Deke entitled this episode, number 26 in their version, Grandpa's Follies, because apparently they really liked using the word folly in their titles. Though it was kind of cute slash clever in episode 19, which was called Molly's Folly because like it rhymes and stuff. Never mind the fact that it had absolutely nothing to do with the content of the episode. Anyhow, as I mentioned last week, Lola is rehearsing a play right now, so it's been challenging to get all of us together to record. Incidentally, Lola is in this episode, but Kelby is not. Instead, we have the fabulous Jen Morrison, not to be confused with Jennifer Morrison from House slash Once Upon a Time, though this Jen is also blonde, but she's way more delightful because let's get real, guys. Emma Swan, though she has the best first name in the entire world, is kind of a bummer. I actually think she may be worse than 90s anime Ray. used to like a certain level of quality. I like fancy podcasts. I'm a bougie podcast bitch. You know who else I bet is a bougie podcast bitch? Zoisai in the 90s uh, anime. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your segue of the day. Your, um, in case you weren't aware, Emma competed in three Olympic games, two summer and one winter in the segue competition. And uh, she did not place because she cheated. <laughs> but only Wait, how did I cheat? Uh, you were too good, oh. and they figured out that you were actually helping other people to do better I, oh, to try to have competition that's right because i'm well yeah okay i was gonna say that like i was good-hearted and and loving and giving like sailor moon but you're right i really just wanted to uh not sweep the competition immediately. exactly they found out you were slipping uh slipping segue material to the other contestants and you got disqualified <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first filler episode of Love and Justice. Oh my goodness, Woohoo! So, uh, of course, uh, I'm Emma. Lola's here as well. Yes, I and am. And we're very excited today to be joined by a very special what? guest host. Holy shit, that's not Kelby? No, but she does have blonde hair like Kelby. Oh, man. It's a little lighter, but not much. Yes. Uh, and that, exactly. We like we like to keep uh, the platinum blonde count here to two mm-hmm. at all times. Outnumber you. Yes. That's how the um, ritual spells stay in place. Yes. There have to be two blondes at the summoning yes. table. That's how technology works, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing as like yeah, magic. Totally. It's, it has nothing to do with like computers and data and hardware right. and software and the yeah. cloud. Yeah. No, it just, you have to, it's two platinum blondes at the end. Exactly. <laughs> but it is Miss Jen Morrison. Hi. Yay. Yay. What up? Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited. I'm a virgin. This is my, oh my first God. podcast thing ever. Our first filler episode, <laughs> and we have a fill filler <laughs> guest. We have a virgin sacrifice. We have a virgin sacrifice. <laughs> Therefore, this podcast is going to be amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, on this episode, we are, of course, going to be talking about an episode of the 90s anime because... 
Sailor Moon Crystal doesn't really have a lot of filler. Uh, and even though Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is 48 episodes long, I wouldn't really classify any of the episodes in Pretty Guardian as filler since they have actual plot and character <laughs> development. If you miss one of them, you are very confused. confused. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The next one. Exactly. But uh, if you if you were to skip this episode of the 90s anime, you would really not be missing out. <laughs> you would be doing yourself a favor. <laughs> Uh, so we will be talking about episode 30 of the 90s anime. But before we do that, uh, since, Jen, this is your first episode joining us today, in our first episode of the podcast, we gave our listeners a little background on our Sailor Moon histories, our personal involvement with the mm. franchise. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, Sailor Moon and how you got into it, etc.? Yes, I used to watch it after school, uh, and it was the first thing turn on mm -hmm. and uh, I got my sister into it as well and we thought it was just so ridiculous and so awesome and over the top yeah. and girly and it was just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how any girl could not like Sailor Moon. I mean, it, it has everything. It has everything girls like and it's also about women kicking butt. So in cute <laughs> outfits. In cute oh, outfits. Yeah. Well, that was actually one of the things that um, Naoko Takeuchi, the creator of Sailor Moon, said she was like, I want to create a story where girls are kicking butt in cute outfits and there's a lot of sexy men. <laughs> all over that. <laughs> I want, I, oh. can just that be the rule for like life? life? <laughs> Please. Can someone put that in front of like Congress and the Senate and the president and be like, these are the new rules we're for gonna, America. We're going to add that to the constitution. You have cute outfits for everyone <laughs> and sexy men everywhere. Oh, that would be a much, much better place. And then Jen, you uh, have also been uh, rediscovering Sailor Moon as it's been uh, on Hulu and uh, yeah, Hulu. Yeah, you blew my mind. You're like, <laughs> they are relaunching it. And yeah. I was like, Shut I want to say that this all went down like because I was tweeting about it and you were homesick. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Jen works with me at Universal Studios. She's also a tour guide. Uh, so yeah, I was like tweeting about it. And then I like got an at mention from Jen being like, what? I lost, <laughs> lost my mind. And yeah, I was, I think I was sick. And then I just binge watched like a bunch of it. So, please, so good. Please tell me you comically just sat up and NyQuil bottles and like tissue <laughs> fell off of you. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like uh, one of those, uh, the before the soup across the yes. Yes. like the before in a, a NyQuil commercial yes. where your nose is really red and there's, yeah, there's just like bowls of soup right. and like empty tea mugs. But then the after is she actually gets cured by watching episodes of Sailor Moon instead oh, of yeah. by getting a good night's sleep by taking <laughs> yeah. NyQuil. Well, that's what happened, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yes, so getting into the episode that we are talking about today, oh, this whew. is during my favorite thing, I say it without a shred of sarcasm, which is that whole rainbow crystal debacle. Rainbow crystal. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say the Ray dating Mamaru thing. Oh, that was mentioned in this episode, but we never actually saw her dating True. Mamaru in this episode. True. So That's my least favorite that thing. That is my absolute least favorite thing about all of the 90s anime of Sailor Moon. 
followed closely by the personality of the character of Ray. <laughs> but <laughs> she's so mean. I know. Anyway, she's a little um, sassy, a little too sassy. A little too I agree. Like it's interesting because I think Lola you were telling me that you had borrowed a book from a a, a friend and coworker mm-hmm. who also really liked Sailor Moon that was talking about, you know, sort of the evolution of Sailor Moon from the manga and the history of Sailor Moon in the United States and that Basically, in it, they like 90s anime, Ray. They're like, oh, they made her like a modern woman instead of like an ideal traditional woman like she's portrayed as in the manga. And I'm like, how is being mean modern? Yeah. It's, there's, we, I mean, we talk about this a bunch. Yeah. But there's this weird line with Ray in uh, the 90s anime where it, it's not a question of having a character that kind of has, a, you know, a sharp tongue as someone yeah. who's like yeah. kind of sly, like an like an Audrey Plaza on like Parks and Rec absolutely, or something. Absolutely, absolutely. Inst- it's someone who is like one minute um, uh, uh, willing to give her life for Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love you. We are, we are together forever. And the next right. minute she's like, I hate you. You're, you're garbage. You're she's garbage. A bitter. Yes. She's no, that's nasty. absolutely true. Yeah. She, no, she gets bitter. Like. She's like she's like that one friend <laughs> that everybody ca- called a friend in high school, but you were also kind of slightly afraid of. Who sometimes would be like, "Hey, oh my gosh, come over, having a slumber party," and then sometimes would be like, "You aren't allowed to sit with us." Yeah. And you'd be like, "What?" What? So your bipolar friend <laughs> in high school. Yes. Well, I mean, she, yes. she is bipolar in the 90s anime yes. all the time, including in this episode. So much. So basically, uh, this episode starts with more mumbo jumbo about the seven <laughs> crystals. Miraculously, we don't have a scene of Beryl reading off the evil teleprompter and like the Legion of Doom in the background. Just waiting patiently for their turn to do something. <laughs> Which they never get. Uh, yeah. So uh, here's the thing is that in the intro of this episode, because in the 90s anime, they love to be like, here's exactly what's going to happen on this episode. They spell it out. They're like, we don't want anyone to be surprised. (laughs) 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 So Usagi's talking about like, oh, okay, it's our mission. We need to get the silver crystal. But first we need to find the seven rainbow crystals, which later we find out do confusingly (laughs) converge into the silver crystal? Yes. But the question is, um, do, do the bad guys not know that and they think there's something else? Or I, do they know it becomes because, the crystal and they just don't ever tell the audience? Because here's my thing, is Zoysite's going on this crazy mission to like reawaken all of the seven monsters with the rainbow crystals. So he must not know that like once the crystals are extracted, they're gonna converge into the silver crystal. I think he's trying to destroy the sailor guardians by but, awakening those with the rainbow uh, yeah crystal. i guess so because uh, like right. from my perspective like wouldn't it be easier because they know because like metallia is a big evil force okay and they know that like the silver crystal is like a moon kingdom thing and that like it's real powerful and it's very possible that like only sailor moon would be able to use it so like wouldn't they want to destroy the rainbow crystals yeah. instead? Yeah. Hmm. Like they must not know. They just like they they are uh, I don't Okay, here's here's my follow here's my follow-up question. I mean, the question that I need to ask first. <laughs> um so uh, when when these uh, crystals are are activated or or yoinked from people, um, these people become monsters. My question is, I and I might just be making a huge leap here. 
were they monsters in their past life? I mean, because they have crystals in them. Are they from the the past and they're reincarnated too? They're reincarnated monsters. So her grandpa was a dragon monster? (laughs) Gigi, yes. Right. And then he was reincarnated in this lifetime and gave birth to one of Ray's parents. We don't know which Which one he fathered. In in my past life, I was a monster named Gigi. And in this life, I'm a pervert grandpa. (laughs) Dreams do come true. (laughs) I mean, that's... I don't yeah. know, or is it like, or or is it uh, again like? Because reference Scientology okay. twice on this show. <laughs> is it the crystals fell to Earth and just like fell near a like a baby a and were absorbed I think they were by deliberately the baby? Put in some in certain like, people. Somebody shot them in with a gun. They wanted <laughs> they to separate the the silver. I crystal. guess so. But then why are they all in the same town? <laughs> They're all in Japan. <laughs> Literally, everything is in Japan. They're not even just in Japan or just in Tokyo, but specifically in the Juban district of Tokyo. <laughs> that is quite a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw very far. <laughs> what confuses me more, though, than the rainbow crystals is the dark crystal. To oh, that Zorzite uses. The rainbow yeah. crystals. He kind of pulls it out of thin air. Yeah, I mean, that's it's true. Th- like, Literally. I feel like yeah. Beryl maybe gave him that crystal at the start of this whole kerfuffle with the with the rainbow crystals. Like, I think there was a point of her being like, hey, Zoysite. In fact, I'm, I'm really quite positive there is, because I think I talked about this on the Sailor Jupiter episode, which was the first of the rainbow crystal yeah. episodes, oh. where she was like, here, Zoysite, have this pet rock, and this is going <laughs> to be able to, like, awaken the rainbow crystal powers within people. And why didn't anyone else get one of these? <laughs> Yeah, well, 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 okay, pause. Jedi and Nefrite are both dead. Yeah, but like if she had this lying around earlier in the game, don't you think she would have like I know. handed them out to everyone? I don't know why suddenly their goal changes around episode 25 or whenever the heck Sailor Jupiter shows up. New tactic, up. maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just we're going like, revamp it. She's like that old plan of seducing teenage girls via WWE millionaire Scratch Maxfield that. Stanton didn't <laughs> work out so well. Totally out. I can't even remember what his like... Well, they probably motivation. <laughs> they were like probably like all right. One of the rest of you need to use your raw masculine sexuality to. St- oh, it's soy sight. <laughs> all right, uh, here's uh, a pet rock. <laughs> <laughs> See what you can do with that. <laughs> he was like, I can seduce girls. Yeah, they're like, no, have a crystal. No, <laughs> we're gonna no. do something else for you. And they are the rainbow crystals. <laughs> I See? never even thought of that until right now. Zoysite really was the ideal candidate for this mission. Oh, man. He's like, rainbows. <laughs> yeah. So basically, one night at the shrine, uh, <laughs> Grandpa is out, and he's just, like, sitting on a wall looking at the moon. He's I don't on, know. He's on his roof. Oh, randomly. yeah. He's just... Also, why is he so little? I don't... I, <laughs> he is... I mean, a tiny man. Miniature. I mean, is he actually supposed to be a dwarf? Like, does he have actual achondroplasia? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Look at those big words. (laughs) That's crazy. Either that, I mean, it, it's it's almost like um like a Dragon Ball Z level. Just I was weird. just thinking, yeah, that. like yeah. Krillin in Dragon the Ball bald Z. Head. Yeah. yeah, and and his and everyone else tends to have the same kind of physical aesthetic, and his but, eyes are like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they shit. are. No, he does look like a Dragon Ball Z character. But the thing is, in Dragon Ball Z, like 
that character would have been like a midget alien. You know what I mean? Like there were a lot of yeah. aliens in Dragon Ball Z and we don't really get that in Sailor Moon so much. No. Um, all the aliens except are Except the hot. bad guys in there are all hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very confused as to why Grandpa is so little, but he's sitting on the roof. And then at the same time, Yuichiro shows up for some reason. Uh, Yuichiro or Chad, if you watched the... Uh, He'll, 90s dub. He's, is, uh, he's still Chad to me too. It's just he looks like he a looks Chad. Like, he does look like a Chad. That is one name that they really nailed in the American dub. But anyway, what I I'm unclear as to how Chad showed up in this scenario. I think he's just homeless. <laughs> I think he is just he got homeless. tired of Venice. <laughs> yeah, Japan. he was like Venice Beach, bruh. It's over. He couldn't get down with the roller skating craze, you he know, was like, like no. <laughs> the late eighties. Go to a temple. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Japan and just pass out in front of temples. Yeah, <laughs> accurate statement. Yeah, so he like basically passes out at the temple. And then Zoisai appears in a flurry of soccer petals like he does. I love it. And has like identified that grandpa is the next person with a rainbow crystal in him. But he doesn't say anything to that effect. No. For the first time in a show that ha- starts every episode with villains laying mm-hmm. out what they're going to do next. It was almost like a cold opening. It is. Yeah. It was like a straight up cold open. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they actually didn't, they made it clear that like grandpa turns into a monster in the context of the episode, but they didn't actually make it clear that it was because he was a rainbow crystal carrier. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Zoisai, like, I, I'm not sure what Zoisai was trying to do to grandpa at this moment in time. He just whipped out that he dark just- crystal. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's see what happens. I know. Uh, and then grandpa like falls on the ground and Ray comes out cause she hears like a commotion. Well, first he uses like his own superpowers. Oh yeah. Where the, he's, uh, the crystal, you know, they get that weird gaping void in yeah, their yeah. chest mm-hmm. and the crystal's just floating around in there. And he like does this like ninja move where That's right. he makes like an explosion happen yeah. and yeah, it yeah. throws him off the roof. And Zoe said, is like, you are very powerful. Right. And my response was, we have literally never seen this happen before. <laughs> no, like, why does Grant, I mean, it's because he has the crystal. Because, like, remember in the Sailor Jupiter episode that, like, her love interest, Crane Troll. <laughs> oh, he could move things with his mind. Yeah, he could yeah. move things with his mind without so having been awakened. Okay. Yeah. I, that, you know, I had completely forgotten about that. This I just was- thought they were implying everyone who worked at Shrines had, like, abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, in America, like, priests and reverends just, could just, like, fly around? <laughs> I would go back to church. It'd be more believable. Right? Exactly. I, I might actually, like, where, believe what oh, they were saying. where do you go? I go to the Episcopal Church down the road. What does that guy do? Laser vision. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Grandpa does. He launches himself into the air, and then, like... When Ray hears the commotion going down, she goes running out, and Phobos and Deimos, actually, the two crows, go and attack Zoisite. And we get which Zoisite says, I am not garbage. That is a direct he, quote. I'm sure he also says that to his mirror. I just love that Ray is like Maleficent. She's got yeah. crows on her side. Yeah. Like, what? And then yeah. he punches the crows. I know, he punches. He's a floating, beautiful man screaming, I am not garbage, <laughs> punching birds. <laughs> Looking for rainbow crystals. Looking for rainbow crystals. (laughs) We can't make this up. (laughs) I am not 
garbage. <laughs> so I am a human being. <laughs> so then he like falls on the ground. Does he fall on top of Chad? Like I don't. All I know is that like everyone's like in a, a pile debacle. on the ground at some point, <laughs> and that Chad sees Ray and is immediately like madly in love with her because she's hot head mm-hmm. over heels yeah and you finally see his eyes i know he does have <laughs> eyes he has eyes but what we see more often is his like <laughs> nine chin hairs <laughs> that are remind me of 80s hair bangs. Yeah. Oh, bangs. Yeah. that's what i'm saying like this guy it's came close. out of venice beach circa like 1984 Ugh. like <laughs> Uh, like he's trying to grow a beard and he's like, I think it's really growing in and everyone and like, goes, no, oh, no, it's beyond patchy. Yeah. It's gross. Um, so then because Chad falls madly in love with Ray, he begs grandpa to be his apprentice. Yeah. Also, Chad, as previously established, we're pretty sure is homeless. So this all works out real well for him because grandpa's like, sure. He the and, also, and also you can live here. A house, a job, hot girl. (laughs) Just I want Chad's life. Come on. He didn't didn't walk in during the daytime and ask for a job. He's like, hey, I was passed out on your steps. Can I have a job? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's literally what happened. Move into the house where my teenage granddaughter lives. It's great. (laughs) Also, here's my thing. How old is Chad? Because... In the next scene where they're all at the shrine, the girls have just come after school to the shrine. And Chad's like, oh, man, Ray, you look so beautiful in your school uniform. And no one's like, hey, Chad, maybe you should consider going to high school. Like, no one is concerned that Chad is not in school, which leads me to believe that he is at least, like, 24. Ew. He's pushing 20 (laughs) at, like, the bare minimum. Yeah, at the bare minimum, he's, like, 20, and they're like, oh, whatever, he wasn't meant for college. (laughs) The world needs ditch diggers, too. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. So, basically, Grandpa, because of whatever Soysite did to him, which is unclear. Exactly, because... Because in it, right before the scene where the girls go to the shrine after school, Zoysite's like, we need to activate the rainbow crystals well, and then extract well, them. He has this conversation looking <laughs> at a projection he's, of Grandpa <laughs> in a swamp. He's literally, he is talking to himself. There is nobody else in there. a swamp, outdoors. <laughs> he doesn't need anyone else. So Not d- even like a snake. Nah. So <laughs> a Zoy- crane, a heron, <laughs> or perhaps a mirror, a mirror his reflection, and tell himself that he's not garbage, <laughs> that he's pretty. So, so yeah, I guess that the rainbow crystal got activated, and so now Grandpa is engaging in some reckless behavior, like he's running around with a like tablecloth tied around his neck, like, like he's super- on his lady days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true because he's all like swinging from trees and taking crazy risks and then like I don't know what makes him upset but he just like starts sobbing and very emotional arms at one point yeah it's he starts crying about how um someday the only person he has to leave the shrine to is her and oh. she's like grandpa come on I know but again the fact that like Ray is still in school in this version like I'm she 14. just seems annoyed by the fact that the man who is raising her is having a complete right she's like ugh grandpa together. my friends are here <laughs> But let's get real. 90s anime Ray is annoyed by everything. Yep. There is basically nothing that makes her happy. Truth. 
<laughs> um, yeah. So Chad is also like trying to do the grandpa thing. So grandpa like wants him to swing from a tree and he like <laughs> falls off a rope because it snaps. So is that meant to suggest that like Chad is fat? Like, I don't understand why no, the I rope snapped. I just think snapped. grandpa is that <laughs> <laughs> He's that small. He's, he's, he's compact. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, um. And Chad is a 20 year old man. <laughs> he's like the lost boy that, um, Grabs his legs and rolls like a bowling ball and hook. Yes. <gasps> oh my god. Yes. Absolutely. Love it. Um. Yeah. So I would like to point out though that when Chad falls out of the tree, we don't see like a full animation of him falling out of the tree. Instead, what they use is stock footage animation that they often play before a rose hits the ground. When <laughs> Tuxedo Mask throws oh, a rose with the lions and the yeah, colors. yeah. It's like a black screen with like a flash of white and like red lightning bolt through the middle. And then that peels away to be a rose a lot yeah. of the time. But in this But in case, this, it was just Chad uh, falling on his face. <laughs> yeah, see, um, side note to people who want to bag on the problems with the animation in Crystal, mm. I would like to point you to all of the um, freeze frames and transition uh, animations in the 90s version. Mm. The number of times when people are just in a pose going, whoa, <laughs> for about 15 seconds with some voiceover is worse. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, also, one more thing I wanted to point out about this whole scene where Grandpa has his meltdown is one of the things he says to Ray is something about them having a miracle working shrine and how, like, people will stop going there. No <laughs> one's like, there. I was like, number one, no one's there. Also, that would probably be a good thing because then, like, maybe would pe people would go to the police to find their missing children instead of just going to the shrine. I thought that was odd, too. I was like, why is no one going to the cops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one ever goes to the cops. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get one of these little strips of paper. <laughs> so I'm going to go to that shrine. <laughs> I'm just going to, like... Pray by a well. And, <laughs> and it should work, right? Yeah, absolutely. My child is just going to yeah. show up. Yeah. And it does. Mm, that's that's the, the sad thing. <laughs> Maybe it is a miracle working May shrine. <laughs> Maybe if the sailor Senshi took the day off, everyone would realize that they actually needed cops. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Grandpa has his meltdown, and uh, the and of course Ray during the course of this scene is mean to Usagi. I can't even remember what she was being mean about because I just started hearing yelling and I tuned out. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then Ami is like, "Well, if you're just gonna treat Usagi this way, then I'm gonna go to cram school. I got better things to do." And Makoto's like, "I'm gonna go to kung fu practice." <laughs> I love her. This is the only episode, by the way, where she's like, I'm doing kung fu. The rest of the time, she's like, I'm going to go home and cook or sew or no, kung fu in this episode. <laughs> but she does cook and she she is a good fighter. It's and true. She's no, bigger. she is a good fighter. No, she's great. Um, except that she's so boy crazy in the 90s anime. They all are really, though, except for Ami. Yeah, it's all the only one. Even though they did invent a boyfriend character for her as well, just like they invented Yuichiro for, for Ray. But she forgot about him the minute I he know, was gone. I know, it's so true. He like, he like goes away and they, that's the thing is they like basically never mention Uraru-kun when he's like not in the episode, except in the last episode with the DD girls when she has like a vision of him. And she didn't even say his name or anything. She's just like, oh, I guess I can see these illusions too. And she like knows it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so what, what if she thought it was really him and was like, I don't have time to do this. <laughs> oh, good. He's fake. Oh, good. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't just accidentally kill Woo. my not boyfriend. Um, uh, so then 
You and each other and Ray have like a conversation about feelings after that. Like after grandpa has his meltdown and everybody goes away. And so first of all, the first thing I wrote down was, does Ray always wear tube socks? Like, did she always wear those socks with the stripes on them? I yes. never really noticed Doesn't it. Doesn't go with the sandals? <laughs> she does. She always, un- she always wears them unless she's wearing the horrible red dress. Oh God. And then she has those really mom shoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> those mom, yeah. mom pumps. Their formal wear in the nineties anime was, uh, but when she transforms, she has got some sick pumps. I know. It's so funny. She has the best school uniform and she has like an amazing transformation. But when she is just in her normal life trying to look nice, she just dressed like she's auditioning for working girl. (laughs) She's a shrine maiden. She's very conservative. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give you that. Um, So then, uh, Ray says something to Chad in this scene that once again, I think perfectly encapsulates the 90s anime where she's like, oh man, girls, we claim to be friends. But then when shit gets rough, we're like, peace, buddy. Yeah, it's very very catty. It is, but that is what happens in the 90s anime all the time. Like well, any very angsty. Like, it is. Girls are angsty at that age, though. Like no, 13, 14. That is 15. true. No, I will mm-hmm. give you that, that they are angsty at that age. But like, I don't know. I think that something that um, Crystal and Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon both do extremely well is create this idea that basically these girls are this collection of like outcasts who finally find people they have stuff in common with and they're friends with them. Yeah. And they build these really strong, meaningful friendships. Um, whereas in the nineties anime, like I feel like Ray could be like a popular girl in school. Whereas like Ray in every other version is clearly a loner and an outcast. Right. Like, I feel like this Ray has the personality of, like, a Heather Chandler. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, it makes that quote just apply so much more. when uh, um, In yeah. Heather's, when Veronica Sawyer is, like, <laughs> saying she doesn't like her friends. Mm-hmm. And she says, it's like we all work together and our job is being popular. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like these people just have to work with Ray. Yeah. And they're like, she's our friend and our job is saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Which is why put up with her. it is a mandatory friendship. Exactly. <laughs> um, though I will say that in this scene, I did have a moment where I was like, Chad actually like is kind of nice. Like he's sort of a homeless loser, but he's a, like, I think he's a good heart is basically what I'm saying. He's not. Yeah, he's not bright, but he's no, but he's sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, well, and then, of course, uh, Usagi, like, overhears them having this, like, tender moment and decides, like, She's oh, eavesdropping. She's totally eavesdropping. <laughs> Instead of leaving after Ray makes her cry for what reason. She's like, I'm going to hide over I here. I don't know. Uh, she goes and uh, and hides behind a tree to, like, eavesdrop on her moment with Chad. So, during slightly creepy. Yeah, just just a little bit. Uh, so she overhears this and she deduces from this that that uh, UHRO is in love with Ray or in lust with Ray. He doesn't really know her. He can't really be in love He's with her. He's been there for a day. A day. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> He's been there for less than 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so she decides that she's going to like help this relationship along by using her moon pen and transforming into transformation pen. a fortune teller, a male 
Yes, a male fortune teller so what with does a blonde a, mess. Yeah, what does a male fortune teller look like? <laughs> well, her in drag. It looks like her, oh. her in badly done man drag with a blonde skinny mustache. Oh, cool! Wow, that's a really great transformation. Pen. Really good, really good. You would never know who she was. Yeah, you know, I would expect a magic transformation pen to ma- actually transform me into a some, man who doesn't look like me. Right, something totally unrecognizable. So she, you know, some sort of disguise uh, yeah yeah no this just this just changes your outfit oh cool yeah it's like infant costume in, changes yeah, it's, it's instant costume change versus mystique it's real <laughs> it's it's really helpful in theater productions guys when you have a quick change step back that transformation there. pen man <laughs> i tore i tore my dress go see go see uh the, the the assistant she's got the transformation pen right now when do you have to be back on i have two scenes go now <laughs> so uh, yes. So she comes up to them and she wants them to like get their fortune told so she can tell them that they're going to get married and live happily ever after. Uh, but of course Ray knows who she is. So she like sends Yuchiro a little further away and she goes up to Usagi and is like, listen, girl, I have Mamoru. I do not need this Yuichiro. And there it is. My least favorite plot in all ding, of Sailor Moon. Ding, ding, ding. I just fighting over Mamaru. Well, and here's the other thing that that I'm gonna bring up again about like Yuichiro actually being like nice and caring is Mamaru in the '90s anime is neither of these things. At this point, he has been nothing but a jerk. He is mean to Usagi. He's indifferent to Ray, and I'm like, but I I get it. I would not be into Yuichiro either because he, I'm he's not very smart, no. but. If my he doesn't whole- have swag either. <laughs> yeah. Mamoru has some swag. Uh, he doesn't uh, lean on things. I mean, in that <laughs> green blazer. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's like she's saying that she has Mamoru simply for the point of competition. Yeah. Of well, being like. To hurt her. Yeah. Hurt yeah. Misogly. She says it Clearly. just to make her upset. Yeah. Which is really messed up. Yep. And then she tells Usagi that their friendship is over. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. Usagi goes home and eats pastries and decides that. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, and that's <laughs> what her brilliant inspiration is to go make up with Ray the next day. She's going to bring her this basket of pastries, basically. Uh, which I also have a question. Uh, where did that bowl of pastries come from? I don't know. It's in. It's not in her kitchen. It's no, not it's in a family in her bedroom. It is. It is displayed in a bowl, like she is at the continental <laughs> breakfast of a hotel. But it's just on the table in her room. Yeah. Does her mom just bring like towers of fruits and candies to display for her in case she wants a <laughs> snack? That would be awesome. Because I'd be down. Having I like mean, a fruit bowl with like Ikuko's different- Ikuko's a pretty cool mom, so. Also, those, they, those things look pretty tasty. They did look pretty tasty. They I- look like they taste like hostess snowballs. Mm. Giant macaroons. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, yes, so- that night, meanwhile, back at the shrine. Uh, <laughs> back at the shrine. Back at the shrine. Uh, stuff starts going down with the whole rainbow crystal transformation thing. Uh, basically, what I <laughs> what I wrote down is that Zoisite shows up, like Grandpa's in that flame room like Ray always is, 
And uh, he's like, stay away, evil spirits. And wait, then- wait, wait. Zoe said in the flame room. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. The metaphors. It's all becoming clear now. <laughs> so Zoe said shows up in that like flame prayer room while grandpa is like trying to ward off evil spirits. And I wrote down because Zoe Sight, every time he attacks, shouts his name. Like a Pokemon. So I wrote down, <laughs> Zoysite used metamorphosis. It's super effective. <laughs> Grandpa turns into like what looks like an evil lion monster. Yes. I have to say, I actually sort of liked the monster that Grandpa turned into because it actually looked threatening. I was it was way, scary. It was way less confusing than most of the monsters on this show. It was like a lion dragon. Exactly. Whereas like being. most monsters on this show are like a hybrid of an electric guitar, a tennis racket, and a spaghetti squash. Like, yeah. <laughs> this looked like a monster. This looked like an actual monster. Yes. Crazy yellow cross eyes. Like, Yeah. It was scary. Exactly. Um, so then Chad like realizes that the monster is there and he goes and he's like, oh, like Ray needs to get out of here. But Ray is like taking a bath. In green water. (laughs) Green water. Green water. Wait, Lola, didn't you think that water was just green? Yeah. (laughs) In Japan? Uh, Well, in another episode, Usagi's in the tub, and they actually darkened the color of the water even more for American audiences. Uh, so to really make sure you like, didn't see the outline of her body at all. Yeah, you, oh. so you didn't see them in the bathtub. Um, and all the episodes, the water was like this like orange color. Mm-hmm. And I assumed that Ooh. it was just like... With the like the with bubble bath or whatever, like Japanese water looked like that. Oh, I got so you thought that she put like a bath bomb in there and that's what made the water. You yeah. didn't think like the water came out of the well, faucet in orange. Kind of tanner. <laughs> I, I was I was unclear as to whether I thought it was like weird like mineral water or if it was some sort of bubble bath. Okay. But I assume this was something that was normal to Japanese people. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Ray uses a green colored bath bomb. I'm going to be looking for these at Lush. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so I'll go to Lush and pick up the Ray special. <laughs> and she's like taking a relaxing bath and then Yujiro comes running in. Like she's already stepped out of the bathtub at this point. Yes. And, and he runs in while she's naked and is like, and she's like, don't look. And he goes, I already saw. <laughs> At least he's honest. I and he's know. happy about it too. He's like, I already saw. <laughs> oh. Yes, there's a monster running around. We need to get out of here. I probably get dressed. Yeah. Everything. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. So he goes running out because she is getting dressed. So he has some he's some respect for her <laughs> modesty, I guess. He and got he saw boobs. He was like, high five, let's get going. Yeah. <laughs> but Ray, instead of just like transforming when she obviously knows that some shit is going down, she like puts on her clothes, like her shrine maiden outfit, in I kid you not, less than five seconds maximum, which is actually impossible. Also, if you if there is danger, you are someone who transforms and fights evil on a regular basis. Why would you grab the one of the most difficult things to put on? Like, totally. you're in your home. You have pajamas. Does she not have, like, a robe? A robe! Grab a robe. Grab pajama pants and a t-shirt. Grab your school, like, skirt and a, a t-shirt. Yeah. Maybe she just wanted to represent the shrine. <laughs> I'm going to fight this monster in my <laughs> shrine gear. On yeah. behalf of the shrine, I need to wear the shrine stuff. 
that's she amazing. wanted to keep the theme yes <laughs> yeah she but she does she has about 10 seconds uh chad is like cha-ching i saw boobs let's go she, <laughs> she he goes around the corner and she's like okay i'm ready Yep. No. Basically, that is exactly what happens. But then they just run away from the grandpa monster. Yeah. She doesn't know it's grandpa yet. No, she doesn't know quite Which yet. Which is odd. You would think her first response on seeing a monster that she doesn't know is her grandpa would be to uh, do pull a Clark Kent and run around the corner and then come back and be like, here I am, I'm Sailor Mars, and then beat it up because that's what she does. But yeah. It wasn't until she was back in the flame room. Right. And then got the vision. <laughs> that she knew it was And then it was like, oh, yeah. crap. So she would already have been wailing on that monster. Totally. I, yeah, I thought it was She's extremely. She's always the first one to jump in. Very out of character. I'm Like we said, like she is bipolar. Like she, her uh, actions are always so contradictory. Erratic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're like running around after this monster. She realizes it's, it's her grandpa and the monster is like then attacking her like out in the courtyard and she tries to like plead with the monster being like, if you're my grandpa, you'll still have a kind human heart. You're in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're in there, Gigi. You're in there, Gigi. I know you're really my midget um, grandpa. <laughs> can we can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that the voice actor for Pervert Grandpa had to go into a recording booth and scream Gigi over and over <laughs> again, probably for two hours? Yep. So cool. Moment of silence. <laughs> moment of silence for that. And the moment's over. Um, so anyway... Uh, this is one of those moments with the really terrible animation. So it seems like he's maybe coming too, but then he like grows his claws and it's clear he's like really going to attack her and then cut to Ray's face. And it's like her, the, her face shape has suddenly become a straight up V. Her eyes are like just big mountains with little white with little black I thought it was dots. a choice though I, like to be like oh wait maybe he's coming around oh no he's gonna kill her but to me that face was so comedic she had purple <laughs> squiggles on her forehead like she's like oh <laughs> this uh this is something that you see with with this um earlier version of of Sailor Moon a lot yeah. where moments that are like oh this might be too scary um, add a funny face. Mm-hmm. Add a funny face. Might be too real. Kids don't enjoy cool shit. They want funny faces. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to end that funny face, uh, Usagi <laughs> conveniently shows up and starts throwing pastries at, at the grandpa monster. Delicious looking pastries. <laughs> they uh, they do look real good. They look real good. Those, she, those she, throws a, she throws a hostess uh, snowball at the monster. <laughs> Um, which I understand that impulse. Mm-hmm. I think if I saw a monster, I'd probably start throwing whatever I was holding mm-hmm. at I, it as well. I'd throw some macaroons. Yeah, yeah just throw those macaroons. Mm-hmm. Like maybe hit yeah. it. In, <laughs> maybe hit it in the in the ear. Get one stuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be too annoyed to chase you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then she transforms into Sailor Moon after that. Now, here's the thing. Right after she transforms into Sailor Moon, she's about to attack the monster, and Usagi's like. Wait, no, Ray. That's my grandpa. Ray says to Osagi. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So (laughs) I need to focus. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's these flashing lights. I think someone's getting arrested on our sidewalk. <laughs> Guys, uh, in case you didn't know, we have the honor of being apparently the new uh, speed trap for our neighborhood. Because <laughs> yep. that's the second time today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you, Lola. Uh, Ray says to Usagi, no, that's my grandpa. Don't don't attack him. And Usagi's like, oh, yeah, great idea. I shouldn't attack him. Meanwhile, there have been at least three rainbow crystal monsters at this point already. Nothing about this is new. Nothing about this is new. We know that they're people. And we know that moon healing escalation is going to fix them. But first you got to rough them up a little bit. And refresh. then you can do it. Why don't they just yeah, refresh exactly. they just right away? Skip straight to that refresh step. Ray, Ray has seen a process work to save three people. <laughs> and Sailor Moon starts to do the thing that has literally been a part of saving three people and goes, don't do that. It's my grandpa. What? No. <laughs> What? Comment down. Stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, So that doesn't last for very long. They like run away from the monster for a little while. Um, (laughs) Benny Hill music. (laughs) Ray uses one of her like uh, spell papers and like stuns him. And Ray never transforms. This is just all his Ray. She does all of this. She never transforms into Sailor Mars. She like paralyzes him with this paper and then Usagi uses moon healing escalation and he turns back into grandpa. Shocking. I know. What? I know. I know. He didn't <laughs> die. He He's still with us. He's still to with us. On other school he girls. shouts out refresh and turns back into the little confusing midget man that he is. <laughs> Who is also much darker than anybody else. Mm-hmm that we see on the show. Yeah, his skin tone's a little darker. It's a little off-putting how much of a different tone he is than anything else happening on screen Mm -hmm. in this show ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, except Kunzai is kind of, like, dark-skinned in this. Yeah, he's a little. A, I don't think he's quite as dark as Grandpa, but like he's he, just to offset the he's beautiful got like, white hair. <laughs> he's got he's wearing bronzer. Grandpa is actually a person of color, and that's it. Probably accurate. <laughs> it's probably accurate. It's not until Pluto that we see yeah. someone who is actually also brown mm-hmm. that it doesn't just look like bronzer. <laughs> Just grandpa. Just self tanner, I guess. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was when Usagi was in that like orangey water. Oh, it was the she, tanner. Yeah, yeah, she's just washing off the self tanner. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then grandpa's back. Everyone's happy. Uh, Ami and Makoto get together on the sidewalk and are like, we should talk to Ray about being nice to Usagi. They show up. And the scene that they show up on is <laughs> Usagi is Usagi being chased by Ray, who's being chased by Yuchiro, who's being chased by Grandpa, who's smacking with a broom. So, like, basically, um, they're uh, they're all sitting there eating the pastries, and uh, I'll say what Ray Ray says to yeah Chad. yeah. So Ray suddenly like to Chad is <laughs> okay. So they're talking about the monster, and Grandpa's like. What monster? And Usagi's like, come on, you don't remember anything. And she Ray's like, like ah, it must have been a dream. And Chad's like, what? And she's like, you are so tired. I'm sure you just imagined this, but you were really brave. It was so weird because she was like, none of that happened. You were really brave and it was kind of sexy. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, you were sleepwalking, but you were doing it really good. <laughs> Real good. Yeah. So all of a sudden she like likes Chad. And yeah. she kisses him on the cheek real fast. But then she's mad at Usagi for 
noticing that she yeah, kissed him exactly. when they were all and sitting then next to like, each other. And then Usagi's like, ooh, you guys are going to get married. And Grandpa and Ray are both like, uh-uh. So Usagi starts chasing Ray, And then Yujiro is chasing after Ray because he's in love with her, question mark. And then Grandpa is like smacking him with a broom and chasing all of them. But he's not running on the ground. He's like- He's in the air. Suspended in midair. And his feet are like these little snowballs that are just- it's very Scooby Doo esque. Yeah, it is very much so. <laughs> it's very Scooby Doo. So this you're is waiting the- for just a Frankenstein yeah. to be chasing all of them. <laughs> yeah, or like a Wolfman, <laughs> <laughs> a spooky Wolfman <laughs> is chasing them all around the shrine. So this is a- and Benny Hill music plays. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the scene that. Makoto and Ami show up to and they go, oh, looks like Usagi and Rei are friends again. I'm like, how does it look like they're friends again? It looks like you showed up for an even worse fight than the last one. <laughs> I know. Like, this is a worse scenario than the first yep. one. <laughs> yep. so, this is escalated, if anything. <laughs> and that is how the episode ends. Oh, Epicness. Man. So epic. Man. I mean, 90% of this episode was just like them tooling around the shrine. Like the, the thing with the monster happened in maybe the last 10 minutes of the episode. Like it was- It was fluff. Mm-hmm. It was it was very fluffy, yeah. It was the writers and animators just like, let's <laughs> let loose a little. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun. Let's yeah. do something silly. Yeah. <laughs> let's How do, do you something feel? silly. <laughs> About having a surfer dude crash on the shrine and grandpa turns into a dragon monster. Oh, and go. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Uh-huh. So I good. like it. So but can there be a fortune teller joke in it? <laughs> and Absolutely. A, and a scene where a dude walks in on a girl naked. Yes. Done and done. <laughs> we are great at our jobs. <laughs> yeah. So that was special. Um. <laughs> oh, and um, uh, in in a, a universe that gives us a lot of really bad outfits. Mm. Oh man, Jupiter wears. I thought she pulled it off. The worst <laughs> pants I have ever seen. I mean, they are pastel yellow, high waisted pants they with are, a brown belt. They are slacks. Yeah, those are not even pants. I, those are pastel I, yellow slacks. I think they may even have pleats in them. They do have pleats, <laughs> yeah. and they have a decorative knock at the top and built-in belt loops. They sure and do. she's wearing a thin brown belt with them. <laughs> I can see it burned into the back of my eyes, and it's making me very angry. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm very for the yellow pants. Um, So I was curious, so I decided to look up the uh, thing that they were actually consuming in the episode, which was daifuku. What is Uh, it? It is, it sounds delicious. It is a Japanese confection considering of a small round mochi, which is um, gluttonous rice cake stuffed with sweet filling, most commonly anko, uh, sweetened red bean paste made (gasps) from azuki beans. I love that. I know, like those little pastries they have in in Little Tokyo with the red bean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm even more on board with these than I was when I thought they were like (laughs) ho-hos. That I'm, sounds really I'm good. still a little surprised coconut <laughs> is not involved in them. No, it doesn't say anything about coconut. The color of them mm. led me to believe there would be coconut. In What's no. the mochi with like the ice cream in that, it? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, the, oh. like you can get at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And at most Japanese restaurants. <gasps> so so good. yummy. Yeah, this mm. is like that, except it's like with the delicious red bean paste instead in of ice cream mm-hmm. inside of it. Mm. Mm. 
so into it. And now I'm hungry. We, yep. We're all just going to take a moment and think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so sadly, that Sailor Says site that I was using to come up with the uh, PSAs from the 90s Deke dub uh, is still oh, missing. Oh, no. I, I said on a previous episode that I like to believe it's because our podcast has become so popular that Deke knew we were bad-mouthing them, so... Uh, they took their <laughs> toys and went home. <laughs> they were like, no, you don't get to play anymore. Uh, so, yeah. Instead, final thoughts on this episode? Um, GG. <laughs> don't date drifters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel like you can skip this episode as long as you skip all the other episodes with Yuchiro in them because you won't know who he is if you don't see this episode, but you don't really need to know who he is because he's a made-up character. I mean, they're all made-up characters, but he's like extra made-up because he was not in the manga. What are you talking well, if you about? if you want to watch the ski trip one, <laughs> you should probably watch this one. Yeah, <laughs> actually, if you wanted to do a double feature of this one of and nonsense. the ski trip episode, you would probably be like, why do people like this show? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. I'll, um, uh, also, side note, I think the... It, he has to be stoned because it's the only reason hey. that people convin could convince him that weird things that happened to him did not happen to him. Touché. So I'm going to revise mine and say, don't date we did stoned say yeah. drifters. Yes. <laughs> stoned drifters from Venice who no. are homeless. Especially no. if you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, and they are at least 20 at the minimum. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> So that is going to conclude uh, this episode of Love and Justice with our very special guest, Jen Morrison. Thank you for having You're me. Welcome. Uh, since you are our guest, Jen, where can we find you on the internet? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, 2N Morrison, and then also the Facebook, clearly, Jen Morrison with two N's. Yes. <laughs> I, as per usual, can be found on Tumblr and Twitter and Instagram, too, I believe, uh, at Unwinona, U-N-W-I-N-O-N-A. And for the record, for those of you listening, I did not win the Blumhouse contest. I know. But I love your votes. And while the people I was bugging from the Double Day Twitter would not tell me how many votes I had, <laughs> I am told the turnout was great. So thank you. I voted for you three times <laughs> from, from my email address, the love and justice email address and the nerd street email address. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Emma Fife. You can also find me on Instagram at Emma Fife. I have a Facebook fan page. I'm also on Pinterest, Emma Fife. Uh, I actually had a fan follow me on, uh, on Pinterest and Thank you, Regina, also Aww. my fan, for uh, for repinning a lot of my stuff. And where can we see you? Uh, you can see me uh, every single week on AfterBuzzTV.com. I am one of the hosts of the Face Off uh, wrap-up show. It's been fantastic. We've uh, had guests on from the show, contestants from the show have been on, and it's just been a really fantastic experience. And I got the chance to take a couple of the contestants around Universal Studios, which was super fun. That's so Cool. And uh, yes, so that is on AfterBuzzTV.com. Uh, every Thursday night at approximately 8.05 p.m. Pacific time, you can watch us streaming live. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. If you head over to AfterBuzz's YouTube page, you'll find the Face Off channel. That's me. Uh, and you can also subscribe to that on iTunes as well, AfterBuzz TV Face Off. Uh, you should subscribe to this podcast too. Clearly. Duh. Uh, <laughs> because if you subscribe to this podcast, 
you actually will get the episode sooner, I figured out, than if you are not subscribed to the podcast. Also, if you don't subscribe to them, you turn into monsters exactly. sometimes. <laughs> that might be a rumor, but I heard crystals might come out of your body. So <laughs> subscribe. Yes, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, also, leave us a review. We've got three reviews on iTunes right we now. We love them. And they're great. Uh, or tweet at us at LNJPod. That's at L as in love, N as in Nancy, J as in justice, pod, P-O-D. We've been interacting with some fans on Twitter lately, which has been really super cool. I actually believe that the person who's interacting with us on Twitter may be the same person who's uh, favoriting all my stuff on Pinterest. Oh, I hope so. Which is great. Uh, And then Lola is in a production, (laughs) uh, a live theater production of Wet Hat American Summer. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, folks, it's happening. It is happening. Uh, it is loosely based on a script written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Uh, we were given permission from David Wayne himself to do this production. We are the first full stage production of Wet Hot American Summer that has ever happened. Awesome. Uh, uh, we don't have information up on the site yet. I'm told we're working on it now. We open February 20th, I believe. And um, if you go to thegaragetheater.org, you will find it. Um, or go to Google, type in Garage Theater Long Beach. You'll find it. Um, we It's a kind of a kooky version. I play Beth. I also play Abby. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who know the characters, that's a really funny combination <laughs> of characters to play. Uh, and it's going to be a really good show, you guys. So Check it out. So if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, you should go to Long Beach and see that show. Watch <laughs> my play. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We love you. And uh, we'll be invading your ears via the powers of the internet again very soon. Bye now. (laughs) 